Welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. We value your time and energy and hope you receive a lot from tuning in. As a listener-supported show, we rely on you to help us grow. We'd be so grateful if you share the show or a favorite episode with a friend or fellow health seeker. Living a healthy and nourishing life doesn't always come easily, especially in today's crazy world. But that's why we're here, doing what we love, hopefully helping you along with information and inspiration that fuels your health pursuits. If you're looking for more support, consider subscribing to the monthly Meal Guide membership. Just $11 per month gets you access to a weekly meal guide filled with healing and delicious whole food plant-based recipes, along with invitations to our regularly scheduled support calls where we can connect, answer questions, and keep the good vibes flowing in our healthy lives. You can learn more at www.alter.health slash meal dash guides. And if you're looking for more in-depth support, check out our other services. We offer both one-on-one consulting as well as educational programs. All of our current offerings are listed at www.alter.health. Our ultimate goal is to empower you to heal yourself. Keeping with that theme, let's dive into today's show. Hello and welcome to this week's Alter Your Health podcast, Medicinal Monday. I'm Dr. Susanna Alter. And I'm Dr. Ben. And we're both naturopathic doctors who empower individuals to reverse disease and heal themselves through whole food plant-based nutrition and mind-body medicine. So as you might know already, uh, we are working our way head to toe talking about altering your health from head to toe. And we've covered a number of topics. And if you're new to the journey, welcome. Um, it, but today we're, we're land, we've landed on our eyeballs and, uh, <laughs> of course, uh, we, we covered the circulatory system, vascular health, lymphatic system, which, and skeletal system, which are of course, you know, systems throughout the entirety of our body. We talked about the brain and, um, that kind of sets the stage pretty nicely to talk about the eyes, because of course the eyes are actually extensions of the brain. And as such, there's a huge um, uh, flow of microvascular system, uh, microvascular flow to the to the eyes. That's of course providing the nutrients and nourishment that our retinas need to detect light and make sense of what are are the signals that are coming into our brain. Um, so the the vascular health and brain health stuff, things that maybe you already listened to. Uh, definitely sets the, the foundation, sets the stage for today's discussion. But we're, of course, going to be talking about some additional things beyond just maintaining healthy vascular system. So should be good. Should be good. Yeah, this is, you know, another one of those topics where um, there's definitely, you know, some eye conditions that can affect people at all stages of life, at any stage of life. But I think that eye health tends to be more of a consideration as we spend more years on this planet, as we accumulate our, um, our years. And, uh, but it's important no matter what age you're at to think about, okay, what are the ways that we can prevent eye issues in the future? What are the ways that we can optimize our eye health now and 50 years from now? Of course, we can be living right now in a way that not only makes us feel great right now, but in feeling great right now helps us to feel great later. Um, so playing the long game is, of course, very important when it comes to anything that is uh, going on in our bodies. Uh, but yeah, you brought up, you know, the the kind of um, 
you know, the, the genetic conditions, I guess one might say that play into vision, not necessarily eye health, but definitely vision. Um, so we're not going to be talking that much about the, the vision stuff. Actually, we'll talk a little bit at the end, so, you know, bringing up some eye exercises and, and such. Uh, but things like myopia or nearsightedness and hyperopia or farsightedness and astigmatism. Um, you know, I've got some myopia. I've got a little astigmatism. Um, that that doesn't mean that my eyes are unhealthy. It means that my vision is less than perfect, a little less than perfect, um, which, of course, can be corrected with contact lenses or glasses or, you know, uh, lens correcting surgeries. Um, but yeah, this is going to be more focused around eye health, which, uh, of course, includes conditions around macular degeneration, glaucoma, uh, cataracts. Um, these are conditions that are generally lifestyle based. Of course, uh, you know, there's there's something called retinopathy, which is just kind of the disease of the retina and the retina, uh, you know, just kind of laying out the eyeball. Maybe that's the first important thing to do. We've got, you know, all the, the, the cornea and sclera and the iris and the pupil. And the iris, is, of course, is what allows light to come into the pupil, the black of the eye. And then once the, the light comes into the pupil, that, that light is actually sensed by, our, by the cells of the retina, the rods and cones, maybe you've remembered. Um, and the, the retinal cells, of course, are sending those signals, sending the, the, those are called photoreceptors, sending the signals around light to the brain that makes sense of all this stuff. And oh my gosh, it's so complicated and amazing and just, and, and really just a trip to think about how vision is this experience, this immersive experiment, experience. But in any event, the, the health of the retina is very important because essentially that's the health of the cells that are, that are sensing light and, and, and making sense of, of the light that is coming into the, the eye. Um, so yes, retinopathy, you know, there's, there's different subsets of retinopathy. There's of course, diabetic retinopathy, which is of course, due to hyperglycemia, prolonged elevated uh, blood sugar that causes damage of that microvascular system within the retina. Um, there's, um, you know, retinopathy due to high blood pressure, retinopathy due to high cholesterol, and all of these things, you know, high blood sugar, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, all of these things cause that microvascular injury, which by the way, one thing that's really cool, and um, I remember, actually, for those who don't know, Dr. Suzanne and I were in uh, a class together in medical school. That's kind of how we met. We were in the, the CPD class, but we didn't look into each other's eyes with the ophthalmoscope. But that's that's like, of course, some people, you know, we, we practice that. You learn that. And maybe you you and I didn't do that. To we each didn't other. do that to each other until and, we were practicing for our clinical exams, I suppose. Yeah, we did do that. I remember later. gazing into your eyes for many hours, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> we did do that later on. Um, but of course, um, many of you have had an ophthalmic exam where, you know, you stare into the light or, and they look at your eye and what they're looking at, which is so super cool. They're looking at your vascular system. They're looking at your retinas and the, 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 the teeny little blood vessels that are embedded in your, your retina. What's fascinating, too, is that through that eye exam, not only do we see the microvasculature on the retina, but we also can see the optic nerve. So it's literally a way it's uh, your your pupils are like a window into 
your nervous system and your vascular system and so much more. And your soul. And your soul. Of course. Of course, your soul. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, the health of that vascular system, which is essentially, you know, reflecting the health of the retina allow is is really the important thing to maintain when we're talking about preventing and reversing these age-related visual issues. Um, so macular degeneration is the maybe the most common one that's associated with the degeneration of the macula, which is a part of the retina, um, the, the breakdown of those cells, the death of those cells or the, you know, the the loss of optimal function of those cells that are in the macula, which is the most, the, the part of the retina that's most densely packed with the, the photoreceptors, the rods and cones. Um, but glaucoma is uh, due to increased intraocular pressure, high pressure within the eye. Um, that's, of course, a test that, you know, your op optometrist or ophthalmologist does where they blow, they like blow the little thing and it like... <laughs> But they, they blow air. They blow air into the eye, and mm -hmm. um, it's it's kind of a weird sensation. But um, increased intraocular pressure, of course, puts uh, puts you at risk for all sorts of things, such as glaucoma, which um, can be uh, more 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 of an extreme thing. Um, but that's generally due to increased blood pressure. Blood pre high blood pressure is one of the, the main risk factors for high eye pressure, which of course makes sense. There's, there's some anatomical things and nuances for sure when it comes to glaucoma, but maintaining healthy blood, blood pressure, maintaining he healthy vascular health is kind of like where it's at. Right. Um, so just to recap what, what we mean by maintaining vascular health, Nutrient-dense, whole plant foods, kind of shifting gears now, I guess we can, into talking about the, the therapeutics or the, the practicality. Nutrient-dense, whole plant foods, which, of course, provide all those antioxidants that are going to be quenching the free radicals that cause that oxidative injury within the vascular system, which is kind of the first stage to, quote-unquote, endothelial dysfunction, which can cause atherosclerosis and uh, placking of the microvascular system, breakage of that microvascular system, and so forth. Um, so nutrient density is really key. That's where the, those buzzwords like antioxidants and vitamin C and, you know, other phytonutrients come into play. And um, I, I always find it interesting that, you know, you go into the health food store and there's all, there's the produce section. In, a, in any food store, right? Um, but there's the, the, the aisles and aisles of supplements and there's like shelves, multiple shelves full of eye supplements and all the stuff in the fruits and vegetables are uh, isolated and compounded and packaged and encapsulated and sold in the, in the, the, the aisles uh, uh, and the shelves of the, the supplement aisle. Um, so things like lutein and, uh, you know, zeaxanthin and vitamin C, vitamin E, uh, different carotenoids. These are some of the most, um, you know, uh, the, the nutrients that support vascular health and specifically the health of the eye, mm -hmm. um, which, of course, come from the stuff in the produce section.
Right. Yeah. But, you know, it's also important to consider how we can reduce our oxidative load in our microvascular system from the get go. Of course, we want to live in a way that's reducing our exposure to toxicity and to other compounds that are prone to create free radicals in the system. Uh, one of the reasons why whole food plant based eating is so helpful for the vascular system is because it's free of oils, which can actually become quite rancid in the system, in our body when we eat them and cause uh, endothelial damage pretty directly when we consume them. So whole food plant-based eating really helps us reduce our oxidative load, but also uh, helps us to keep our blood pressure low. It helps us to keep our blood cholesterol low, and it helps us to keep our blood sugar in balance as well, because high blood sugar levels is extremely damaging to the microvasculature as well, which is why diabetic retinopathy is such a thing. Right. So, yeah. Um, so there's a couple other conditions that, that I think are worth mentioning. Another super common one is cataracts, right? Cataracts is the cloudiness of the lens. And cataract surgery is super common and very cool. And people can just get a new lens popped in there and then see clearly after, you know, that, that lens gets cloudy. Um, so the, the medical advancements that allow us to, to correct or to, to swap out lenses in our eyes, pretty cool. Um, but it's also worth noting that cataracts can be prevented, you know, the main causes of cataracts. And I, re I remember learning this and thinking like, shoot, I'll probably have cataracts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, shoot, that ship has, has sailed. <laughs> uh, the, like, you know, the, the main one of the main causes is oxidative damage, again, but specifically from UV exposure, a lot of sunlight. Um, so sun eye protection, wearing sunglasses is uh, helpful for that. And I, I spent like, most of my life up until the last few years, uh, not wearing sunglasses. Growing <laughs> just, up in Arizona. <laughs> and just kind of staring at the sun. Not, not like, not like li literally, but, um, but of course the sun is healthy and help, you know, we, we should be looking at the sun. In fact, when it's really low on the horizon, sunrises at sunsets, very healthy to look at the sun. Um, so, so it's kind of that balance. So, but, but anyways, back to cataracts, the increased, uh, UV damage uh, can can lead to cataracts. Any other sort of like trauma to the eye can can lead to more likelihood of developing cataracts. And then general nutritional deficiencies. So this is where maybe I have a chance, right? Because maybe I'm, I'm making up for the potential UV damage by just really loading up in those antioxidants, specifically those those same things. You know, the vitamin C, vitamin E. And um, the, the beta carotene, which is, of course, vitamin A precursor and uh, other phytonutrients that are rich in antioxidant uh, properties. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So cataracts, you know, one of those things that, you know, I, I kind of put it in a different cate category than the glaucoma and uh, age related macular degeneration, just because it's it's uh, caused by some of the sim similar things, Potent like some some of those things can also be causing or exacerbating the development of cataracts. But at the same time, um, cataracts can develop in otherwise healthy eyes, uh, generally speaking, um, just due to that sun, that UV exposure. So if, if we have cataracts, it's not like, oh my gosh, you know, what else is going on in the body? But generally, when people have macular degeneration and glaucoma, it's generally 
assume that there's some level of insulin resistance, diabetes, high cholesterol, um, cardiovascular disease, these kind of comorbidities that are coexisting along with these eye conditions. Right. Um, and then another thing that I don't have in our notes here, but I think it's worth talking about. And, uh, and that's dry eyes. Mm, oh, yeah. Dry eyes. It's so true. Yeah. So what, what... Well, and dry eyes definitely yeah. gets worse as uh, people age. Um, but what, yeah, what would you like to say about dry eyes? Because Ben, Ben actually, I, I had a busy morning. I was out and about. So Ben prepared Suzanne, these notes. Suzanne, if you didn't pick up on it, Suzanne's just sitting here kind of nodding along and being the cheerleader. I'm the commentator. Okay. Yeah. So, so, I mean, of course, dry anything, I think about hydration. You know, like, like, um, you know, uh, and of course, when we have dry eyes, then we're more susceptible to eye infections. And, you know, because the, the mucus and, and um, tears in our eyes are a protective barrier. Um, so hydration can be really helpful. And I also think about just kind of the, the, the you know, the stress and strain on the eye from potential nutritional deficiencies as well. Um, so hydration and nutrition, that's what I think about for, for dry eyes, but you know, there, it goes without saying that we're not ophthalmologists or optometrists or anything like that. That's not, that's like a huge subspecialty that goes really deep. Um, so we're, we're looking at all of this from kind of a global perspective, which is of course, I think very helpful because a lot of the the specialists get super reductionistic and forget about like, Oh, are you drinking water? <laughs> like, do you eat carrots and, and papaya and mangoes and bananas and leafy greens and all the good, you know, nutrient dense fruits and veggies. So, so yeah, we're, we're looking at this stuff from a more global perspective. Um, but yeah. I, um, in terms of dry eye, yeah. Nutrition and hydration. And, um, you know, it's interesting that of course, like, you know, you can do the eye drops and stuff, but that's a clear, like what, why, why are the eyes dry? And I think we should consider, you know, these kind of underlying, um, stressors that we might be putting on our system. Mm-hmm. So, um, lastly, as we're wrapping up, I think it's worth talking about things beyond nutrition, beyond hydration, beyond, uh, you know, our, our kind of biochemistry. And that's the uh, relationship that we have with the world through our vision. And I find it super interesting that, of course, like in our in our world today, if we consider, you know, 2022 versus 100 years ago, there's a lot more up close in your face concentration of course, on screens, um, uh, reading things, there's a lot less nature, there's a lot less broad perspective stuff. And that has a big, that has a big implication, or many implications on our general nervous system, and uh, general vision and the muscles of our eye, which there are, by the way, there are tons of muscles that control, of course, the, the way that our eyes track across the, the horizon when we're looking at stuff, but also the the, the um, constriction and dilation of our pupils so that we can take light in uh, proportionately and uh, as, as we need to. Um, so I think about, you know, what it might look like to return to nature in, in, a, in a way that allows us to be outside and look at things from like better natural versus artificial, uh, natural light versus artificial light. 
um, natural movement versus like artificial movement, like video games and, you know, reading things and TikToks and Instagram reels and just kind of like in your face, right, right up, right up close. Um, so that shifting of what's called the accommodation of our eyes uh, can really support vision as uh, as we're alive at any point in life. And that's, again, kind of like visual health, not necessarily eye health, but um, proper vision and proper, again, neuro, um, neurophysiology. Um, because, of course, when we're also talking about up close stimulation, light, artificial light, uh, the conversation gets wrapped around, you know, the circadian rhythm and the blue light and the melatonin and the dopamine and, and kind of the balance of our neurotransmitters from this, these artificial light sources. Um, so I've learned about these, a couple of exercises, which are really just totally common sense, um, which essentially, you know, you, you, you look out a window or you look in nature as opposed to focusing on a screen. And just allow yourself to like focus on the horizon and allow your your vision to go from um, narrow to broad and just kind of allow the the peripheral panoramic vision um, to relax so that we can take more in. Um, So we can do that as often as possible, you know, especially when we're, you know, in a, in a job or lifestyle that has us focusing on screens for extended periods of time you know, just a minute or less or as much as possible, but just a minute will do or 30 seconds will do every 30 minutes or hour. And um, that can just really help the muscular, again, the, the muscles of the eye, but also the, the neurocircuitry of our eyes and, and neurochemistry. Um, so there's that. And then I was also thinking about the practice that, that you Oh, Do yes. In the morning, oh, if you yes. want to, can put Dr. Suzanne on the spot real quick. <laughs> great. I'd love to contribute. Um, yeah. So a great hydrotherapy practice uh, to bring fresh, freshly oxygenated blood to our eyes. Uh, the way to do it is to actually start by filling your mouth with cold water. So fill your mouth with cold water. And then as you're holding that cold water in your mouth, splash cold water over your eyelids. And you do this in the morning, every morning. I do. And I, yeah. Yeah. I, well. I find it very refreshing. But the reason why I started doing this several years ago is because, um, I don't know, I'd never had eye issues. But a teacher of ours said that uh, this hydrotherapy practice can really help people who have floaters. Um, And it makes sense because if you're bringing fresh blood to the eyes, then you're going to support that self healing capability of the body. uh, Whether it's, you know, floaters or whether it's just wanting to improve overall eye health. So anyway, yeah, you just fill your mouth with Mm -hmm. cold water, splash your eyes a few times. I like to do two or three rounds of that because the water will warm up as you're holding it in your mouth. Yeah. So yeah, you're alluding to this, you know, principle that if hydrotherapy or that whole idea is, is new to you, we've got a, a whole video or a couple of videos uh, about it. Um, but essentially where we, you know, introduce cold water that brings enhanced circulation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and where blood flows, energy goes and where energy goes, healing happens. So we can kind of promote that self-healing process and regenerative process just by shifting our circulation from the application of uh, cold water on our body. Um, So that's pretty cool. And uh, I guess that's all I got 
<laughs> that's all I got too. Cool. Um, Thanks, so, Dr. Ben. But you know, I, it's all I got, but it's not all that there is because no. as you were talking about, you were talking about floaters and I was like, oh yeah, we could have talked about floaters, we which are, you know, an, an interesting phenomenon as well. You know, very, very relatively common. Um, so we did our best to cover as much as we could. That's right. most relevant. But of course, it goes without saying that as with anything, we're always just kind of scratching the surface. But hopefully this helps us to think and feel empowered in terms of how we can prevent and reverse, uh, you know, these age related visual visual changes and maintain the optimal health of our eyes. Always. Yes. So tomorrow on Tuesday, we will actually be hosting our Wisdom Wednesday. It'll be a Wisdom Tuesday. And we'll be talking about the energetics that go into eye health and vision. So we hope to see you tomorrow for our Wisdom Wednesday and uh, next week for another Medicinal Monday. All right. Peace and love, you guys. Bye for now.